0: Hello and welcome to the Juggling Podcast. My name is Luke Burridge and this is the podcast for supporters of the Luke Burridge um, Patreon uh, page. Thank you very much to all of you guys. Joining me today is, of course, Juliana. Say hello, Juliana.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: And uh, yeah, let's just start off by thanking the Patreon supporters because these people have helped us through this entire past two and a half years and stuff like that which we'll get onto in a bit uh, so a big thank you to uh, uh, Matthew and Hendrik and Sid and Joel and Kathy and Flo and Marshall and Adolfo and the Mysterious Mark and Bethany and Juliana. Yuliana you still support me That's I really do nice. um, and Michael and Craig and Jeremy and Mark and Scott and Yuli and Keith and Rafa and then we've got some other people who don't support us at $5 a month but I'll thank them anyway D. D Hong Tae he's doing what's that Oh, yeah, Singaporean dollars, Zach McAllister, Sebastian Martini, Pierre, and then we're down to people who are supporting it. Either one dollar a month or one euro a month or one pound a month or one Canadian dollar a month or one New Zealand dollar per month. Hey, and guys, you, thank
1: you so much.
0: You get all a big thank you. But as a collective group, you get a big thank you. So there's, what's this say, uh, 60, 62 patrons this month, wow, which is pretty that's good. that's nice. Uh, so thank you very much. Um, get on to what the patrons are getting this month in a bit
1: what are they getting
0: well they're getting videos and they're getting um this podcast and also they're getting the warm fuzzy feeling of supporting the end of year finals for the fight night combat mm, we nice. have we have now like solidified the invites for that cool
1: how many people are coming
0: uh, uh 14 people are coming wow uh, so is, far i mean yeah. again i say it's solidified it's not finalized yeah. but there's now solid plans so Great. we've got uh, the idea is that we're going to take the top 10 only open category yeah and i was going to go for either six or eight um for the for the women's uh tournament yeah and so that's what we've got um, nice. With the idea with the women's tournament, I just want to say this, is that the idea is to to encourage more women to take part in Fight Night and showcase the best women to participants. Because after like six years of these end of year finals for the Fight Night combat, mm. there's never been a woman participant. We've had lots of women come along to watch, to help out, organize, to, you know, to to like take part yeah. in, in the event, yeah. but not actually take part in the in that top 10 um of the of the uh, you know of the open field of the, oh beforehand it was just the field you okay
1: know. but how um, about this year
0: this year it turns out we have two women oh. who have qualified Ooh. in that top 10 who in an ordinary year <laughs> would have got an invite anyway that's great If that makes sense Yes it
1: does make so sense So
0: we have uh, So so they can take part In both tournaments mm-hmm. And that is And people say Oh it's not going to be fair No this is literally What the event is for Yeah Is to you know Celebrate and to thank The people in the top 10 But also the extra event Is a bonus event For as a women's only event for, Yeah for, for, for women to take part But the the idea was always I mean in my head The idea was always So we don't need Women's events anymore It's just like You know The, the most athletic women Can go against the most athletic men yeah you know in an equal footing although to be honest it's not always equal footing because in the 400 tournaments that have taken part so far that have taken place so far yeah there's been about you know seven or eight tournaments won by women jagglers. yeah um, oh well
1: but at least i mean that was well, very impressive oh yeah, yeah to, no, to, it, to it, it's always tournament. impressive yeah
0: but for the number of women who take part, I think if Fight Night was a fifty-fifty sport, mm. I reckon that especially at the smaller tournaments, and you see this in those Russian tournaments where it's all the youth jugglers, the young, yeah. the, the young circus people, yeah. all all the best jugglers are these you know young you know thirteen to eighteen year old girls, and they just win the tournaments, yeah. you know. So I think if there was more, you know, if it was if Fight Night Combat was a fifty-fifty sport, I would say. Um, among the, the biggest tournaments, it would probably still be, you know, the big tall men mm. winning more. But I think with the smaller tournaments, it would be, you know, kind of a 50-50 <laughs> split. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe not in Germany, but the rest of the world, you know. <laughs> yes. There was a tournament in Singapore and, um, you know, the best juggler there was a woman and she won. can't remember her name now, but, you know, she's really she's great. Uh, Delaney Bayless won over at some tournaments in the US. You know, it, it happens a bit. Yes. but. Not so much in Germany and the UK. Yeah. Oh, no, of course. No, of course. Callie uh, yeah. is, uh, is our is our first uh, our first trans uh, woman uh, participant. Um, no, maybe not participant, but winner. Let me put it this yes. way. T- tournament winner. And she's, as well. invited to, yeah, to and she's end been invited to the end of the year. Anyway, so thank you very much to all of our... We did a whole update on it on the last podcast. I just want to say thank yes. you. That is what all of the money is going for at the end of this year yeah. so hopefully we can get together probably around about 900 to 1,200 euros um, from patron support for the second half of this year and all of that's going to help support the travel costs the accommodation costs the food costs and the, and the uh, catapult the, the um, venue yeah the venue yeah. Uh, and maybe we'll even be live streaming the finals again because you know we've done yeah. that quite a few times yeah. we've live streamed I think
1: that's definitely worth this time
0: yeah we've in the past we've live streamed on YouTube we've live streamed on facebook this year probably we do it on instagram because that's where i've got most of my followers and that's where most of the jugglers are yeah so look out for that later on and we'll see we'll see we'll do some tests beforehand (laughs) yes and uh (laughs) and then on the on december the 3rd we'll we'll do a live stream and there's also we're opening up for the invites i I think i mentioned this all on the last podcast um we're inviting live audience and have the open bar and yeah and a party afterwards yeah it's all gonna be hopefully good fun
1: Yes, hopefully.
0: Right. Let's get onto something which isn't quite as fun, but is the main topic for this. Back, <laughs> back in 2019 or 2018 or whatever it is i set up this this patreon so the idea mm. is to to encourage me to put out regular podcasts and regular stuff but also just to have like a, a small income stream from the people who are the biggest fans of juggling you know yeah. and who want to support i was going to say content i mean i i really hate the word content but when i'm talking about well what is it that i do like mm. yeah i make videos but i also make you know, like b- vlogging and video essays mm. and and do live streams, and then, you know, workshops and all the stuff that I do video-wise, but also podcasts. But then what this was always specifically set up for was, if you want to support my work being a convention organizer or organizing events at conventions yes this is what this podcast that this is what this patreon is for yeah. like if you just want the juggling world to improve in ways which is only possible by someone like me who has just got like oh i've got a crazy idea or i've got this thing or i'm passionate about something and want to put in the time and effort to improve something Supporting me on Patreon means that the fight night combat is just better at the EJC and, you know, other events happen yeah, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, you can
1: put more resources. And that resource, in that case, being time, because, yes. you know, it's always about the time you spent in something. Yes, it? and
0: it's like the more people who say yes, we want to support you. Like I say, yeah. sixty-four people are saying we're gonna. I'm gonna give you money. Like some yeah. people are giving twenty-five dollars a month. Some people are giving one dollar a month. You know, it's equally, fantastic. Equally cool. Yeah, it's more like each person is saying I'm putting a, a small amount of money hmm. towards you just to say yes, keep going. And yes, that's fantastic. Exactly. Um, and it's really
1: great how consistent it's been. Yeah, it's, it's really really cool.
0: And also in 2019, <laughs> I was like, oh, I got. I want to start working on these other skills you know like game development and other bits and pieces and then lockdown happened now we talked a bit i was thinking oh we've done already done loads of coronavirus lockdown episodes yeah and but when i actually went back through let me have a quick look here we'd actually only done three and yep. I thought we'd done more than that, but oh. it wasn't, it was just three in a row. So in um, April of 2020, we did episode 18 called Coronavirus Lockdown, when we are talking, when it was suddenly like, Luke doesn't have a job anymore. We've yeah. just moved house and like, how are we gonna pay our mortgage? Something, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. There was second lockdown, oh, coronavirus one was called um, uh, in uh, August of 2020, episode 21 was Coronavirus Convention. So he we went to the French Juggling Convention. We and did. it was like, what's it like to go to a convention in the age of coronavirus yes weirdly and this is what this podcast is going to be about is like our experiences is now going all the way through last year. Mm. Oh, let me just actually say, and, the, and the, the third one was in October, which was coronavirus part three, grant applications and weddings. We talked about getting married and we talked about me like, oh shit, I need to work on projects as well. And how, how am I going to do that? And, you know, yeah. give me some money, German government, Brandenburg <laughs> government. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, it's, it's weird actually when, when we were talking, uh, thinking back to that, um, the, the, the French juggling convention. It feels like such a unique convention to me now. Yeah. Because I was like, what's it going to be like? What convention conventions going to be like in the age of coronavirus? And it turns out they just didn't happen. Mostly yeah. didn't happen. Yeah. And then last year, like this time last year, I went to kind of my first juggling convention, which was the Leeds juggling convention. Mm-hmm. And also we went to the Haller juggling convention around about the same time. Yes. It was like October, November yeah, yeah. time. Yeah, it
1: was quite um, quite late. in the. It was in, in the autumn and it yeah. was getting colder and...
0: But by then the corro- <laughs> it, it was like oh it's just it's just gone back to a normal juggling convention, but people are wearing masks most yep. of the time yeah uh, in Germany mm-hmm. or in in the Leeds convention people aren't wearing masks most of the time a few people are wearing masks, but most people aren't wearing masks mm. and now this year I've been to quite a few juggling conventions and of course we've been to the I've been to the British juggling convention, the European juggling convention yep. And that's it really, isn't it? Durham. Oh yeah. And I went to, and I just came back from the Durham juggling convention. <laughs> and really it's like, oh, we're just going to juggling conventions again, except we're wearing masks and other people aren't wearing masks, yeah. but like we're wearing masks at least we're trying our best not to get, to, not to get coronavirus. Um, yep. even if you didn't always see us, like when we're vlogging and doing stuff, you know, you don't see like <laughs> take the masks off to do the video stuff, but then, and juggling in the gym, but you know, we were masking up most of the time. Yeah you more than me as well. Yeah, I was um,
1: in the in the halls. I was always wearing masks. Yeah. And uh, we were successful. Like uh, yeah. <clears throat> got out of the conventions without uh,
0: coronavirus. But what I'm trying to say is when I'm going to think when I, now when I'm thinking back to this time of coronavirus lockdown time of what is the convention that feels like the coronavirus convention in the end it's just that one. It's just that French juggling convention. It was like the only one that we went to and it was like everyone was outside and people were still washing their hands. Yeah, but and- it,
1: it, for some reason it didn't, looking from now, yeah, it didn't, didn't actually feel that restricted because most of things were yeah. happening outside anyway
0: yeah but what i'm saying is that it, <laughs> there isn't going to be another juggling convention where the main stage is outside on the side of a hill mm. and it gets too windy and the stage blows away yeah these i mean of course i say that that actually happens at the ejc when they have an inside like in 2019 <laughs> yeah. where it got too windy and they, they didn't do the event they didn't have the show mm. in the show venue what i'm saying is that that felt like a uniquely we can do this because it's all outside yeah. and if you want to juggle in the gym like they had those rings and you had to pick up a ring yeah. and then that meant there was only so many people in the main gym and everyone in the main gym had to have a face mask on yes. and you had to walk in a correct direction to the toilets and back yes. and everyone had to wash their hands going in and out so it like again it felt like an outdoor festival yeah, but it it was much. an outdoor festival because of coronavirus mm-hmm. lockdown measures not lockdown but you know the coronavirus measures Yes, and none of the other conventions had that like oh the venue is different because of this mm. the shows are different because of this it's like yeah it's a convention and some people are wearing face masks so uh, yeah yeah it was i don't I'm just saying it, it, it there's a little bit of like at the time i was like is this the new normal like a convention's only gonna it's like no they're either not gonna happen at all mm-hmm. or they're gonna just happen like normal and one percent of the people there are gonna wear face masks yeah 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 but it, it worked for us. We got all the way through. We went two and a half years with neither of us catching. Uh, neither of I us. I felt catching. very
1: good about this. Yeah,
0: like I, even a few times now, people have asked me. Once at a juggling convention, where I said, "Oh, I've not had coronavirus yet." Mm-hmm. So this is, you know, last year. And then just on that one of the last work trips, I was like, "Oh, yeah, I've not done it." And, and someone's like, "Oh, are you one of the these?" Both people say, "Are you one of those people who like genetically are just immune to it and don't no. get it?" And I was like, "No." I just haven't had a social life for two years, and yeah. I'm masking up at yeah. all opportunities. Yeah. You know, or, you know, most opportunities. And it and feels, it, and of course it isn't. And I just want to say that my, both my brother and my sister both caught COVID. Leah's had it like six times now or something, five, Whoa. six times. Okay. And she's got real bad long COVID. Nathan yeah. is used to do, you know, ultra marathon running and yeah. all this other kind of activities. And he can't do any of that now because of long COVID. I know genetically my family is not, or whatever it is, you know, whatever people say, oh, can you just do it? It's like, no, no. I don't do it and people always talk about oh in lockdown 1 and lockdown 2 and lockdown 3 and we're like we didn't have lockdown 1 2 or 3 we we never came out of the lockdown that we did you know
1: yeah it's like i've poked my head out a few times yeah uh, you more than me yeah and basically you were mostly lucky um the times that you didn't wear masks that you just weren't around people who were infected or were far away and uh, far enough away from them yeah. it's it's mostly um, conscious, de- conscious conscious, decisions About yeah. staying away from uh, Big gatherings of people indoors
0: Yeah, mostly uh, and That's mostly it, isn't it? That's but,
1: mostly it
0: Large ga- And weirdly enough, that's why I don't feel too bad At juggling conventions, because you're in a big hall And there's lots of people around, but you're not kind of gathered together In mm. the same way that you are in a show mm. Where there's somebody sitting You know zero centimeters away to your left and right yeah. like 50 centimeters behind you someone's breathing at you for what 45 minutes yeah. an hour and a half of a show you know yeah. so those are the times when i'm like oh no definitely masking like definitely masking up in these places where people are actually close together but yeah. as soon as i'm like outside or like spread out like mm-hmm. you say in a juggling hall where you, uh, it's not everyone's not so immediately around me but yeah but then when i was like organizing the fight night of course there was a big group of people all around when i was hosting like hosting and running the fight night, yeah. Yet that's the time when I'm like, oh, now's the time I catch coronavirus. Yes,
1: that definitely. And it's like, you have to kind of be, it's just not that you have to be aware. It's something that I'm very aware of. Anytime I make a decision to not wear a mask, yeah. I'm making a calculated risk uh, analysis of, yeah. is this worth it? Or is this, uh, could, could I now, could that be now the point where I get it? Yeah. And uh, well,
0: it happened. It happened. Go on, tell us a story. But after it two and a, <laughs> After two and a half years of yeah. not having a social life and, uh, and masking up in old gatherings and shoppings and you not even going shopping for two and a half years. Yes. Go on, tell us what's happened.
1: Well, um, I, I do have this part-time office job. Yeah. I am working in an office with two other colleagues uh, for five hours a day for four days a week and I made the calculated risk decision that if I do have work meetings that have more than these two people involved yeah I'm gonna wear mask and every time yeah. outside my my office I'm wearing mask. and I did that yeah I did exactly that we had big gatherings with new students coming in at the beginning of the semester it was like really full like lots of lots of people nobody wearing mask except me and I made the decision that if, I'm, if I am want to work for five hours in my yeah. office, I'm just not wearing a mask when I'm with my other two colleagues. But
0: that does mean they're in your bubble.
1: They're in my bubble. But it obviously I didn't communicate quite well enough that as soon as anybody has any sort of flu symptoms of some sorts, they
0: stay home. Or at least tell me.
1: Or, well, yes, they—they they, it, it was obvious. She, my one of my colleagues, she was uh, having a cough, but she had this cough uh, a few weeks before, mm. so it felt like this was just an ongoing coughing situation. Um, but yeah, as it turns out. Uh, it was already there she already yeah. had it she had she she i heard in a telephone call that she did that she also had a sore throat in the morning but still decided to come to work and oh, i did so not dumb. i did not make the decision at that point to then immediately put my mask on or and I say
0: oh i'm working from home today if you've got a cold i'm working from home yes. you know I, I
1: i did not have the chance to do that and um that was the the one time i let my guard down and of course i got it i got it quite like lots of virus load as you yeah. can uh, as people say with the i had a pcr test and it was a, a ct uh, amount of 19 which is quite high right. and um
0: <clears throat> you were shedding a lot was, over there sir. So, yes how
1: but how i did it i then knew okay uh, i'm observing myself on the thursday evening i immediately felt okay there's something going on yeah so um i then tested negative on thursday and yeah. then in friday morning yeah. tested positive like big time positive and uh, since then i stayed home i didn't see anybody the only thing i did was uh, on friday go to the doctor wait outside for an hour and a half or two ah, hours so weird f- for a doctor to see me outside uh, i was so cold from when i came from, back from the <laughs> doctor i took like a, a 20 minute hot shower to just stop shaking yeah i was really miserable and um so since then it's been now uh almost two weeks now a bit more than two weeks yeah i'm still not quite well and um yeah i didn't want to catch it i caught it anyway i really 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 tried my very best but now you're
0: still on the road to recovery yeah you'll work it out though i'm sure
1: i hope so i just i just don't know what this virus is going to do in my body yeah
0: anyway everybody's had this story now except me like i'm literally now coming down to the i, I honestly feel like i'm the only person that i know yeah. and that i know of that my ha- parents
1: also haven't had it yet
0: oh yes your parents that is yeah. true but like everybody i know has mm-hmm. had covid yeah. and stuff like even mum was saying ah oh, yeah when when we came back from morocco yes, that I'm time sure it was it. probably it COVID. Was that,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> yes but uh, that was
1: in what what january february yeah it was they it came early. back from morocco
0: yeah. at the start yeah. of lockdown yes. and my dad was all ill and the top and it's like mm, probably pneumonia but there wasn't even any covid tests back then no. like there wasn't a test to no. say do you, i mean there was but it wasn't like a you know, stick something over your nose and, and find out fifteen minutes later if you got coronavirus or not. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Dad probably did have it right at the very start. Yeah. Um that's not why he died or anything, but you know. Oh, that's a previous podcast. Don't need to go back to that. Yeah. Anyway. Um so yeah, it's it happened. We didn't we didn't do the uh, what what is it that I saw someone said computer game when when you do a speed run, if you do a no hit run, it yeah. means you're like, oh I completed Zelda Breath of the Wild without taking any damage. Yes. And you're like, wow, how long did that take you? It's like, well to do it you know, is, I can't remember, someone had to put in like 28 hours worth into wow. a game okay. and then, but no, you have, first of all, you have to put in thousands. you have to put in the 10,000 hours to get good enough to do yes. it. Yeah. And then you can get 28 hours into a 60 hour game and then, you know, a a, a, a bat flies into you and it burns you and you're like oh that's it yeah anyway so i'm going for the no hit run of coronavirus is Keep what i'm going doing. it's worth it it might do it might do like i think I, it's I mean, worth it it's just again i look at the i look at my immediate family and see you know people <clears throat> getting the, they get the covid and then they get the long covid mm-hmm. and they're out for it and i can't do that but anyway i also want to make this not just about you getting covid and mm. me not getting covid but also about the covid aftermath like uh not aftermath Yeah, aftermath's a good word. Um, We've been through lockdowns. We've been through Luke doesn't have a job anymore. Yes. And and I think I maybe mentioned this on the last podcast where I was talking about working on a new show and how you say, oh, you've now got a spark in your eyes. (laughs) And it's not because, you know... I'm, i don't have coronavirus or whatever or i'm recovering <laughs> yeah. or hope it's worked out but it's because like i'm a professional juggler again and i, I can't remember what, if i mentioned this in the last podcast but like at some points during lockdown i was like am i even a professional juggler mm-hmm. anymore like am i even a juggler anymore because mm. you know it was really difficult to train yeah and you're like well yeah i can go and juggle in the garden or whatever yeah. but and then the catapult opened again yeah for some open training yeah uh, well, not even for open training, but for, for like scheduled yeah, training. For scheduled training yeah. And so you could go along and do that. And now it's back for open training. And you're like, oh, that's what it took. Mm. And weirdly enough. It feels like I wouldn't say life is back to normal because mm, you really still isn't. have coronavirus <laughs> yeah. and stuff and the, and we're still masking and doing this yeah, other. The pandemic
1: st- is still Yeah, the pandemic is still ongoing. It's still ongoing. But people you know, are just I've just got it. my
0: I've just got my fourth shot. I had it last week and I was like, Oh, I don't feel anything and then the next day like one arm was aching and the next day the other leg and the other yeah. arm was aching. Yeah. You're like, oh right, yes. Aching limbs is a flu symptom. Mm. And so you might get it from your you know, your vaccine, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Don't even know why your limbs ache is it just your body trying to get rid of the flu i don't even know how yeah, it works yeah, that's
1: that's part of it it's just doing it's doing stuff that's when you know that you, yeah it's doing don't know how vaccines
0: work but yes. let's say t-cells mm. I, I don't know what that means yeah um white blood cells i think is where it all happens isn't it
1: also it's a, it's a, it's a complex thing. It's in the lymph thing.
0: glands. Uh, I'm just naming <laughs> body parts now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So actually what I want to talk about is like my experience of becoming a professional juggler again. Mm. And what it, what's going on a bit there. Um, part of it is that like, yeah, like I'm, I'm working again. Like I'm doing gigs again. Yes. Um so yeah I, again i've talked about this through some previous podcasts like of like oh i did a job in over in new york and i flew out to new york <laughs> yeah, and joined yeah. a cruise ship on the queen mary two. and just as a, a quick timeline there everybody was had to be tested once every everybody had to be tested before they got on the ship yes everybody was tested every three days on the ship yes everybody wore face masks the entire time except while eating yeah. everybody like yeah. staff um the 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 passengers. In my show, everybody yeah. is seated two seats apart and wearing face masks. Very mm. weird to do a show. Mm. Can't get anybody up to do audience volunteer stuff. So I developed a whole other part of my that sh- show. Yeah. Um. So I could do the five ball, which I normally do with an audience volunteer. I wanted to still be able to do that yeah. as a solo act. Trained at the catapult, developed all of that. Yeah. Good next cruise that i did oh people not everybody is wearing face masks all the time face masks are now recommended for passengers but still everyone has to protest negative to, yeah. to get on the ship and being tested and there's still you know quarantining and isolation going on with passengers and crew mm. but i'm allowed to have someone up on stage with me but they're not allowed to come be, come within two meters or six feet of me <laughs> okay. on stage which is fine because then i can still do the you know the, the five throwing, ball, and, throwing and catching so bits yeah. yeah i can still do that 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 part of the show and I can make it work and also I can make work that like and I've kind of talked oh there's nobody sitting in the front row mm. for, for obvious reasons oh this is my first show that I have performed in two and a half years or two years for obvious reasons mm. and it was actually interesting to say at the end of my show I'm just and I said this for the first like four gigs that I did like oh and this is my first time working on a cruise ship for you know two and a half years for obvious reasons mm. it's been great to come back and people are like oh welcome back you know <laughs> yeah. and I kind of got that bonus cla- like, that bonus appreciation and bonus clapping for people going all right this is we've seen so special like oh yeah and it's kind of like feeding into people wanting to get back to normal or like going oh this is great you know we're part of this and actually the cruise directors and like the the cruises were literally thanking the guests for coming back and saying look like if if you want cruise you know it's the same with everything if you want it to exist you've you've got to pay for it you've got to take part in it you know put your money where your mouth no put you yeah yeah.
1: Yeah, whatever
0: the whatever the saying is you know
1: if you want something happen you need to yeah contribute
0: yeah money talks or whatever it is <laughs> yeah um and they were thanking people and i'm kind of thanking them as i like, thank you very much for coming back mm. uh, i still think i still think the cruise lines for a good time they're still taking a loss on all these cruises but you know Obviously. not as big of a loss as they have like just in ships. 2020 <laughs> yeah ships just parked off the coast of you know malta or wherever mm. they put them you know getting them back to wherever they're flagged probably not malta um either way uh, yeah then It it goes on, and then Mm. they're like, and I'm like, oh, can I have audience volunteers? Yeah, no problem at all. Mm. You know, I, but so I just say, I'm looking for a volunteer who's comfortable coming up on stage with me, and that's, that's all I need to do. And then I could get back to that, um, part, but still, face masks are recommended for people, and every, all of the crew is wearing Mm. face masks all the time. Yeah. Except if they're, you know, eating or doing stuff like that. Or it pretty much says you have to wear a face mask on stage, um, and uh, no ever, all times except for when you're on stage yeah. and for when you're eating as a, as a as a member i'm like oh you're not allowed to eat with the staff you mm. know with the uh, on different cruise lines they're called crew or staff or team members on panel <laughs> so you're not allowed to even even if they're up in the, in the same tables as you like up on the Lido deck eating passengers which were, the they have to go and sit in their own place and I'm not even allowed to sit opposite team members while they're eating that yeah. kind of stuff yeah weirdly this means that life on a cruise ship kind of a bit more lonely than beforehand yeah because what happened is I'd get on board and I'd you know hang out with other guest entertainers but also like I would know crew members I would be like oh here's these people you know I've worked with them on previous ships or whatever or I just get to know them yes and they're like you know you just go and Sit with them and like the other musicians or the you know the uh, the guys who are doing the technical stuff. You yeah, know, yeah. like they're just people. And then I could go to the crew bar mm. uh, or the officers' bar mm-hmm. on different ships. And and that's a great privilege of being a guest entertainer that you're kind of classed as passenger, mm. but also you your crew. You know, you're in the crew area. If you get the right training, you can go to the right places in the on the ship. You get um,
1: the best of both worlds. Yeah,
0: yeah. I can ha- go into the nice lounges and and mm. with the passengers, but also I can go down to the crew bar and drink a. Glass glass of wine for one euro fifty or a dollar fifty for a glass of wine yeah or bottle of wine Instead for five dollars eight
1: or whatever how much yeah, a it, glass be, of it wine. could be like
0: eight dollars again it varies on different ships yeah. it could be eight dollars for for a glass of wine yeah. or in the crew bar five dollars for a bottle of wine yes. so just take yeah. that you know it different and different cruise lines have got different policies about this <clears throat> yeah. you know yeah um which I don't need to go into, but yeah, it's, the, they look after the crew very well, but that was not available for me mm. for all of, you know, for all of this time. And then um different cruise lines had different things, but then it got to the last cruise, the last two cruises that I went on, yeah. which was a carnival cruise and then went onto a celebrity cruise. Carnival cruise, they still, all, everybody was wearing masks.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then I went onto the celebrity cruise and they would, you know they'd sent down this directive from head office Mm -hmm. obviously i don't know what it said but obviously it was like crew members or team members or whatever they want to call them no longer have to be masked up it's no longer mandatory to be masked all the time it's now if they choose to wear a mask they can otherwise yeah it's you know going by the guidance from you know the disease control center or whatever it is no cdc CDC? what's that the i don't know center for disease control yeah cdc center yeah. for disease control whatever the directives are mm-hmm. with the direct wherever the ship whatever what the whatever the head office is or there comes down an email comes down and says and so i was suddenly on a cruise for the first time and it felt amazing Mm. says me the the only person on the ship still masking up a few other people did yeah but everybody i would just look at people and i could see their smiling faces Mm. which is different from like the normal world because in the normal world when they say oh yeah you should wear masks nobody wears masks there is no like cruise ships everything is locked down so well i say locked down as in every people the regulations are so strict it's it's a very
1: controlled environment it's a very controlled
0: environment but it's controlled in the way (laughs) that like you know if you're if you weren't wearing a face mask and you were spotted wearing a face mask you would immediately be maybe fired actually i don't know again i'm not i'm just speculating here mm-hmm. but there's lots of regulations and yeah. there's lots of things that don't happen on cruise ships because everything is tightly controlled mm-hmm. and it's very easy for the cruise line to go all right you're leaving at the next port we'll mm-hmm. fly you home or mm-hmm. whatever it is stay you know <laughs> that's it yeah. you know um and the disciplinary action is very easy you know, for good and bad, but, you know, in in some cases for good. It just means that there is definitely a very, each ship has like a monoculture. Like there's one way of doing something and everybody does it. And for something so obvious is, are you wearing a face mask or not? Mm -hmm. It's like either 100% or not 100%, you know. Uh, There's there's never that 99% kind of thing. And so to go from one ship and then two days later go onto the next ship and everybody is not wearing, I'm like, oh, just seeing everybody's smiling Mm. not not passengers but everyone who's like you know, crew mm. and everyone who's serving you food and everyone's helping you out at the front desk yeah. and everyone who's like, like I hadn't si- like I'd worked with these people cause I've been keep going back to these ships. This was my like the fourth time or third or fourth time this year that I'd worked with the same backstage crew yeah. and lighting crew. I'd never seen their faces. Yes, I mean, that's not true because I'd seen them go for dinner, if yes. you know what I mean. Okay, But I'd never interacted with mm. them and seen them smile or mm. seen their faces. Yeah. You know, in that way.
1: Yeah, the human feedback that you get from looking at somebody's face yeah. and the expression and the subtle the subtle things. Yeah. that just disappears because you can't transport it everything through your eyes. Yeah. You can uh, it's what I always trying I'm always trying to have like if I'm smiling I'm trying to be overly smiley under my mask so people see I'm smiling. Yeah. But that of course all disappears it gets like the same way that your voice is being muffled. Yeah. Uh, it it just yeah it just reduces everything and uh, of course well while i'm still i'm still very much for masking and i will continue wearing my mask that doesn't keep away from me really really wishing to see people again and to just be normal again that that comes both both things can happen at the same time and um, yeah so i totally understand that how you feel when you suddenly feel people's faces again
0: yeah i think this is interesting it's an interesting like uh natural experiment as they call mm-hmm. them like where mm-hmm. you go oh we can bring date it's not it wasn't set up in this way yeah like we weren't deliberately saying what is it nicer to be on a ship with some people with masking and some mm. people not with masking whatever um it's much nicer to be on the ship with people with all the staff not being masked
1: of course and
0: it's one of those things where you're like torn about it and you're like, yeah. actually life is better without people being masked, yeah. but also health is a big thing. And again, I'm not like an anti, anti-vaxxer, anti-masker or anything. I'm actually, as as I keep telling, like I'm the, I'm the one who's always got the mask on here. Like this is, this is a, uh, you know, a personal choice for me, but in this way, like it, it does make a big difference mm-hmm. to relationships, to community, to everything. Yeah, And 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 I totally see it. And that's another community thing for me. Like we moved out of Berlin and we're like, oh, but we're still going to keep going back into Berlin. Going to meet up with the jugglers. (laughs) We're going to, oh, Juliana's all coronavirus coughing there. And I'm going to keep going to juggling shows. No, not juggling the comedy shows. And I'm going to keep, you know, keep in contact with people. And we knew it would be different, you know, uh, and my yearly theme, that was year of connection. And Mm. I know i talked about this on the podcast before, new listeners and year of connection. So I'm going to make sure I'm still connected to Berlin and coronavirus lockdown happened like three weeks later yeah. and we're like oh i went into berlin once yeah. to uh to to go to see a show to go see a comedy show and hang out with friends i wasn't even performing in it just went in i was like yeah this works you know it's a bit longer but like it used to be that if i was biking somewhere or you know driving over to a show mm-hmm. it would be like 30 25 30 minutes to get to the show and back yeah. again and to get here it's like 45 minutes or yes. 50 minutes or whatever yeah. it would be and i was like oh i can make that work yeah know? Uh, yeah, it happened once. You went into work at your office job, like, three times yeah. or
1: something? I used and then it, the, the, the commuting, the S-Bahn thing. Yeah, and then suddenly you times. were working
0: from home. Yeah. So our, oh, we're going to stay connected. It was immediately, and immediately it's, broken. It's still
1: like that. Yeah, I, and, and that's I, it. I, I, do, I yeah. lost all ties to go into Berlin. Yeah. And it really saddens me. Because Weirdly enough,
0: even for your singing stuff that you do, that you're always going to Potsdam to, yeah. to because, you know, some of them live there and it's easy to, for people to get there, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's it is weird and that is like I find it quite sad but also it, uh, totally understandable like I it's, yeah. it's it's something that I don't regret moving yeah. to the forest in yeah. time for lockdown because you know we got ourselves some bikes and then we you know and found we're literally some... in the
1: forest yeah. right here so fewer people around
0: yeah but we haven't but again I, one of the other parts of the connection was like haven't made connections to the city so much although that is changing now yeah, you know it's... doing the juggling course back yeah. at, in Vildau the juggling course and the now the juggling meeting yeah. a little bit there even though I have you know I haven't been going along there doing the mountain biking stuff stuff yep. we know the mayor of the Vildau, <laughs> yeah kind of um <laughs> so uh what am i gonna say oh so i i want to talk a little bit about art and coronavirus okay i haven't seen very much of it
1: you haven't oh i have seen so much about it what do you mean? So many things that, like, of course, I'm, I'm still following my yeah. art university. And there you have literally artists trying okay. to deal with, like, taking yeah. their emotions and what they experienced during the corona like to to, during all the pandemic and making that into art
0: yeah i I, what i mean is maybe in the uh yeah small i say small but maybe uh, big popular culture stuff like Mm. if you watch tv now Mm. it's like the coronavirus lockdown never happened movies you know coronavirus lockdown never happened i guess there was that that was it the second season of the news show What is it called the morning show yeah. what's that on Apple TV yeah Watch the first season and mm. the, I think the second season was like hey there's this virus in mm-hmm. China let's look into that and I was like mm, not really into it so yeah. I totally understand if that that was the season about it Yeah. But
1: and in documentaries you have that yeah, coming along as yeah, well yeah I like guess so pe- like any kind of artist who had anything going on mm. there will be a, an episode about oh and then this happened yeah or,
0: you know. I, I noticed though I read some reviews of the Muse album mm-hmm. Muse the band mm-hmm. one of my favourite bands long term because you know i was the right age for the album to come out those early albums to come out and follow along and it's weird and i mentioned this to you there was this one track on it called verona yeah. But it might as well just be called Corona yeah. um, And it's the idea of Like Verona, like the, the Romeo and Juliet Two people on different sides of the divide And the divide is one of them probably Might have Covid mm-hmm. and the other one Doesn't Yeah, and it's yeah. like oh That's a really weird love song about, And it's weird because that's kind of what happened To us, well not didn't happen to us Like when I first came back from that first trip yeah, for, And you were like oh let's Not touch each other and not Kiss each other <laughs> and we're gonna isolate From each other but be in the same room and see sit on the same couch but we're just going to sit on the same couch but not touch each other and it was driving me crazy for a week and I was like so I know it's just, but it is one of those things and that song by Muse mm. is like it's like Oh, that captures that thing. Yeah. Like, oh, w- one of us—we sh- should be isolating from each other, but actually, <laughs> like, at what cost is the cost of us not being able to see each other's faces and touch each other? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And they have another song called "Compliance," which is like from the point of view of a government saying compliance, like comply with us <laughs> now. And people are like, oh no, this is an anti-masking song mm. or an anti vaccine song. It's like no, it's like you know what's happening now in China. Mm that's what it's talking about, the feeling. Like, we only get a glimpse of that. But in China, people are, like, being, like, beaten by the police and dragged away from their family and put into, like, into isolation and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's a really bad scene, you know, yeah. there. And so both of these things, you can say, oh, it's an anti-vax song. And it's like, no, not anti-vax, anti-masking song. And you're like, yeah, it is. But it's more like, what are the feelings and emotions that you have? And what does it, it's like, what does it feel like, you know, as a human and you can rational you can be as rational as you want about everything it's like oh yeah no i'm still going to mess like as i say as a mess but i haven't haven't seen that much art grappling with what it f- what it feels like to be in a lockdown, if you yeah. know what I mean. And what it feels like to be like to I don't want to say to have coronavirus, but to be in that weird nebulous do I have coronavirus? Do I not? Should I yeah. isolate? Should I not? Yeah. What are the consequences of doing it and not not? Yeah. And again, I'm not saying that, oh no consequences of fire, there isn't any. It's just it's I haven't seen that much art, you know, grappling with that at all. Anyway, yeah. carry on.
1: I also think what this this song I mean, I haven't really listened to the song or anything, yeah, but what I always think is um what the really difficult thing thing about this is this this um whole I have a strong emotion about something mm. but I also have a conscious brain and I have yeah. these rational thoughts and that is kind of that can clash yeah. it, it's totally fine for the, for this to clash and still me being able to comply with something which I do understand is necessary yeah. but I still don't like yeah. I'm, I still don't like wearing a mask yeah. but I'm doing it anyway because I know that I could have it give it to somebody yeah. and I think this is also something that I during the pandemic I had a totally different anxiety about something. And now why right. while I had coronavirus and I did not meet anybody. Yes. Yeah. Since the, the day that I, I know I infected myself. Yeah. I went home. Uh on the Thursday. I on Fridays I don't work. So I, I didn't meet anybody yeah. where I could have had afterwards the anxiety to inform you hey yeah. we've met uh, a few days ago and now i test positive for covid yeah. i might have given it to you that didn't even yeah. in that situation yeah
0: our life is such that we don't have we don't need to do contact tracing because we don't have it, any contacts although i have but it was actually good that i was away on a yes, three-week trip and you away, were away yeah. so
1: i didn't have to uh we didn't have to come up with any kind of like you live there i live here yeah. or something the only thing i did was basically uh not I, I lived in the, the living room, the bedroom and the, the bathroom. Yeah. And when I left that section of the apartment, yeah. I put a mask on. So when my mom wanted to come in and bring me some food. And,
0: yeah, do something in the kitchen. And yeah. do
1: something in the kitchen, like emptying the dishwasher, which yeah. I just couldn't do. Um, then that area I knew was less uh, yeah. infectious. Um, so the whole the whole preparation yeah um, of- we've
0: lived our life for this yeah, you know? <laughs> our life was already set up for one of us getting coronavirus yes anyway yeah I also want to talk about juggling because I realise I've not I've, we've talked a bit about working on cruise ships yeah. and you know getting back to that but yeah like i'm not saying you know say life is back to normal but it's it's a it's a real weird thing now trying to organize this end of year fight night finals yes and do this like conventional it's not convention but do event organizing mm. and i'm like will it's st- is there a possibility that it'll be canceled and i don't think so you know this is now the first time like the first year i was like maybe you find it and it's like no and then mm-hmm. the next year I was like hopefully this year and it's like mm, no. no and this year i'm like <laughs> oh no this is it like we're leading up to winter sure infections are going to go up but people are going to have the boosters and people are going to mask if they want to or something like that and this feels like it now it feels like the first time you know now that i'm working a bit more regularly or i've had more regular work mm. it feels like things are back to quote unquote normal but totally not normal because mm-hmm. you've got coronavirus and uh or had it you're recovering and things yeah. and i still don't want to get it and i'm still getting injected to it but yeah is this now the new normal where you know, 1% of the population are going to be masking all the time and everyone else is just going to get sick and long COVID and stuff. It's difficult to know.
1: It really is. But...
0: Now, we were just looking at our finances for last year, this year Mm. and next year, mostly because I really, my laptop's like coming up to seven years old. And I'm like, (laughs) my laptop is really struggling to keep up with just, you know, opening tabs or something. You know, I need to, if I did a fresh restore, but I've already done a fresh reinstall, you know, how how much, you know, what can you do? And also when the new software comes out, the new Mac OS software, this computer's too old. It won't even update to it. It comes Um, to the point where it's just. Anyway, so it's all like, all oh, right, how much money is Luke going to spend on a new laptop? Because he does it every seven years, six yep. every six or seven years. And it was that kind of thing. And I was like, oh, we, and you were like, oh, you well, you can afford it now that you've had these mm. gigs and I've got more gigs and I've already got like six gigs lined up for, for next year, which is really handy. Yeah, and, absolutely. And this is kind of what I was saying at the start of the podcast, like the, 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 the financial support that the patron you you listeners your patron supporters are listening to us now, yeah. the financial support that you gave us during the this lockdown has been utterly amazing and invaluable yeah. like it yes. really has made a massive difference absolutely and now it's it's so great to go. Actually, I have because what I was doing is like every month being going like, oh, the you know the two hundred dollars is available. Like, take it out, put it over to PayPal, yeah. transfer it for PayPal over into my account, and then I'm like, great, and now like that's going to pay for food this month or you know yeah. whatever it was going to be, you know.
2: Yeah.
0: And now I'm like, oh, I haven't touched it. It's just accumulating, and then at the end of the year, like in December, like when we do this and end you can of use year final, I'm just going to have yeah. like this this money which is going to be there just for that, mm. you know. And yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, that's the budget, yes. you know. However much is gonna be like I said at the start, like maybe a thousand a thousand uh euros which is just gonna be sitting there. And I'm like, Oh, that's just for that. Yeah. And that's also a big weight off my mind, that yes. it's like a very easy way to budget my ju- this juggling project, which means a lot to me and means a lot to u- lots of people, you yes. know. And that if we're going to get someone over from the UK and someone over from Israel, and we're going and to scream people, it so even yeah. more
1: people can access. Yeah.
0: And uh, so it's again, it's just one of those things that is so great for me not to have to worry about mm. that kind of stuff. And and now I'm not saying, oh, we don't need your money anymore. But really, that's what it feels like, you know. It feels. I'm not telling my Patreon supporters not to support me anymore, but it it feels so good to be like back as a juggler, supporting myself as a juggler. Yeah, you know.
1: Now this money isn't like our life, yes, uh, necessary life income. Yes, it now can be taken towards the projects again yeah. and towards whatever you need to buy to build a machine or yeah. to you know juggling specific things. Yeah, and to progress there. Yeah, and that. That is very, very nice. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, yes, of course like me building the juggling machine was funded by Patreon as well, yeah. but I'm just saying that like it's it, the, 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 the 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 framing of the money in my brain that's actually a difference between Patreon and Kickstarter Kickstarter mm-hmm. says this is not a lifestyle thing, you're working mm-hmm. on a project, you're mm-hmm. getting money for a project yeah. and then that's it yeah. you're not just saying oh help me pay my wage or you know yeah, that's
1: what GoFundMe is for
0: <laughs> yeah yeah GoFundMe is for that kind of stuff and you know Patreon is specifically <clears throat> for that, like yeah. you the people are your patron, they are supporting you in what you do yes. rather than here is a project I want something at the end of the project yeah um yeah and so it feels really great to get back to this point Mm -hmm. as a juggler and it's so weirdly it's just so artistically fulfilling yeah To be on stage again, Mm. doing the thing Mm. that you're really good at. I'm really good at Mm. and people are paying me for and like, you know, the people on board, like the cruise directors Mm. and the, you know, the hotel directors are like enthusiastic and like, oh, great. Yeah, you you, come back like you're the you're what we need here. Yes. It feels really good to be in that position. And I wouldn't be in that position without the Patreon support that I've had over the last two years, yes. if you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like,
0: I, I know so many people who would, like, start... You know, I say it, no... I, there are plenty of people. I know a few of those people, mm-hmm. and I've, you know... Uh, talk to other people and i heard a great episode of the comedians comedian podcast where someone's like oh yeah coronavirus and i just went and got a job in a supermarket for two years and now i'm back as a professional yeah and saying lots of other comedians were kind of like you know not sneering at it but like you could you could definitely feel that pushback like other comedians weren't admitting that they had gone and got jobs like day jobs and part-time jobs which is so weird I know, but there's this thing that, like, if if you're not a full-time comedian, like, you're, like, a lesser comedian. Yeah. Oh, which is, that's the
1: same in, in, in uh, music and yeah, yeah, art. Yeah. Like, yeah. you only really, really You're get the, only serious, yeah. yeah. If, if you're it, fully committed, 100%.
0: Yeah, which is which is weird because, like, <clears throat> it, that's totally different with the comedian scene <clears throat> in Berlin because there was no money in comedians. Everybody, yeah. had to do, everybody had to have other jobs and do other stuff and yes. then comedy on top of that. And there was only, you know, of the... 30, 40... This was, you know, five years ago when I was more into the comedy scene and yep. doing this when I was... And I was one of those 30 or 40, like, hardcore people. <laughs> yeah. Maybe four of them yeah. were actually professional comedians and doing that like you know as that it was their main job it was their main yes. thing
1: and they were actually also writing for other shows or yeah, for, yeah, yeah. for th- something yeah. specifically in that respect
0: yeah and everybody else and <laughs> and to be honest some of them weren't even the best comedians i mean generally yes you have to be very good but other people were like funnier but they would just be like oh yeah i yeah, got a day job and other people were you know were house house husbands you know that Mm -hmm. oh yeah my my wife works and i Mm -hmm. look after the kids and Mm -hmm. then do comedy in the evenings or whatever you know so stay at home dad or whatever you say Mm -hmm. anyway it's it's really great to be back in the position of like ah juggling is what now supports me not the german government yeah not You know, I mean, I would say not Patreon supporters because, you know, great that they did, but like, Mm. I'm not trying to do other work. And it could have been that, like, oh, I'm not a professional juggler anymore. Yeah. And the support from the Patreon people, our Patreons, as you could say, Patreon patrons, is the thing. <clears throat> and that continued support which tidied me over and made me go all oh, right yeah i definitely want to keep doing this yeah i'm gonna keep putting in this effort i'm not saying that i wouldn't have anyway but oh man the would have been it, so much harder it would have been really yeah. there's so much of this which would have been so much harder yeah. just mentally uh, emotionally in, um you know, the impetus, you Mm. know, the, the motivation. Mm. And now I'm like working on some bigger juggling projects again and working on some stuff. And I don't have to worry about it Mm. of like, Oh, I also got to do this and got to do that. You know, Mm. I still going to do stuff for the Patreons, you know, we're doing podcasts. I'll keep putting out videos, but it isn't like this. I don't know. I mean it's necessary I still want to do it but I've also got to go right where is the energy going is the energy where is the energy going and uh, uh, weirdly enough at the moment the energy has to go into Luke working on his show and being a professional performer because that's yep. the thing yep. that needs to happen and so much has changed about my show mm-hmm. like my theater show that I do on cruise ships um it, it from the outside anybody looking at it would be like oh this is the same show and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, It has developed so much, like how, what I'm working on, like the kind of thing that I'm doing, just very small things. And I'm just a few off the the top of my head examples now in my normally what I do is I have a video piece in my show where three ball and video, Mm -hmm. you know, the piece. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a screen there. What I would always do is like, okay, the the curtains are closed. At this time, I say, let's bring out the screen. And someone backstage is like pulling on a cable and they're opening the, someone's pressing a button, the cables are open. I do the thing in front of the screen and then the screen, then it closes. Or, you know. It goes up and down. Yeah, or maybe the screen comes down and I do the show, I do the video piece and then the screen goes back up again. And now I'm just like, No. I'll just perform in front of the screen, you know. And weirdly enough, me just get me being lazy about it and going, I just don't want to deal with the screen coming up and down, frees me up like it, it's so freeing that I don't have to do that it's like one less technical thing or two less technical things mm-hmm. but it now means the person backstage like the tech crew backstage literally have no jobs mm. and if something happens they're not waiting there and it, they don't need to do anything it's less stressful for them yeah. the lighting is better it turns out when you've got this really white thing with <laughs> light shining on it behind you yeah. it reflects so much more light out it's easier to juggle the uh-huh. light is coming from behind like the, the fill light yeah. you know yeah, yeah. coming yeah. from it's like behind
1: like a, a massive lamp Shade kind
0: of thing. Yeah, it's this lampshade kind of thing. (laughs) So instead of all the lights being. But no the juggling instead of all the stuff being like uh, the juggling stuff being between my eyes and the lights which mm-hmm. is how it normally would be mm-hmm. sudden, and there was some I'd have like oh and these lights have to shine up from the back of the stage like yeah. cr- crossing from ah it's just all the juggling's easier in my mm-hmm. show now mm-hmm. and I wouldn't say I'm dropping less but like you know for the amount of training that I'm doing uh, is like the shows are stuff another thing is this audience volunteer piece I would always like pick someone out from the audience I always want a woman because later on in the show I do a roller bowler thing mm-hmm. and there I get the, the men to come out and it's fun to have the interplay and now I'm just going who wants to be a volunteer yeah and if a, a woman puts a hand up great if and then now a man an old man puts the hand up is a different energy and then a young man putting their hand up is a different energy and i've always had this anxiety of me not wanting to seem like an old guy on stage or even a middle-aged juggler even Mm. though i have to admit to myself like i'm I'm, you might be that i'm I'm coming up to being a (laughs) middle-aged juggler that's what uh, the last podcast was talking Mm -hmm. about but the, the energy dynamic on stage is different now that I'm just being freer with it. Yeah. Like I'm not trying to pick someone. I'm not asking someone to come on stage. I'm like, who wants to come on stage? And I never liked to do that because I didn't really... Um, like I, the energy, I was never maybe not comfortable with someone who was confident enough to volunteer to go on stage mm. or who would be happy. But now I'm just like, no, I'm good enough at this. Yeah. And it's brought a new energy to that part of the show yeah. because now I'm getting someone on stage who could be like a confident guy who's actually kind of like athletic. Yeah. And now I've got to make the show funny about in, in this, a different way. Yeah. And yeah. of course, there's a bit where they put the ball. Someone puts a ball back between my legs, yeah. and that's
1: going to be funny. In any case,
0: it's funnier with an old. It like it, it, there's, there's like a ranking of how. Well, I say ranking. There's different ways it's funny. Yeah. An old man trying to put a ball between my legs is different from a young man doing it, yeah. which is different from an older woman or middle-aged woman, yeah. which is different from a younger woman who's yeah. doing it, mm. and. Uh, you know and and it's it's actually quite fun to play around with those dynamics on stage again. Yes. People from the outside don't notice. Although there has been one guy who came to see both of my shows. And <laughs> um, he's he was a he's a boyfriend and or fiance and then husband of mm-hmm. one of the singers who I yeah. uh, who was on board with me. And he's like, "Oh, I came to see your show a second time mm-hmm. because we had other people and I came to see it and he, he had a, he says, "Oh, it's it's so interesting to see what stays the same and yes. what changes." Absolutely. I mean, I have show. done
1: that too. And it, but by then it was the old show, and you didn't change the person. And yeah. it was of course different people. Yeah, but the idea the vibe was, just, was the same. Yeah, the vibe was the same, and I think it's <clears throat> maybe uh, to 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 get away from this. Okay, I want this particular thing very much. Yeah gives it a boundary that you can play within. Yeah. And and taking away that boundary, of course that gives it more complexity. More things can happen. But yeah, yeah now you're good enough and relaxed about it. Yeah. That you can just react
0: to whatever happens. But this took work because, and I mentioned this before, I mm-hmm. developed that routine mm-hmm. to be able to perform it without an audience member on stage yes. with me. So I wanted to be able to do, to be funny enough to mm-hmm. do it and to have enough material, it was clever material, yeah. for me to be able to struggle to juggle five balls and then pick them up off the floor. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, i I've got them stuck. And then I'm the, the thing when I'm juggling four balls and one's on the floor and I reach down and grab while I'm juggling four balls, kneel down, grab it with my legs, stand up again, still while juggling four mm-hmm. balls, and then go back into the five ball juggling. I pract I properly practiced that. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um. D- during the you know during that time when I'm like oh I can't have volunteers so let's make this putting practicing that yeah made it so that even if someone is like even if the audience volunteer isn't like top tier audience volunteer i'm still good enough to be able to just work with that and because because i made a version of it yeah. without it this reminds me of when i first moved to berlin um i uh, i did some street show stuff in berlin yeah german not good enough to do street show didn't mm. want to perform in in english so i did my whole street show silently. Mm -hmm. Like I did everything without talking. Audience volunteer stuff, juggling stuff, audience interaction, all, I would say mime, but I wasn't miming, Mm -hmm. but I was doing all of the audience interaction Mm -hmm. with no talking. This was after doing it a few times with talking, not being comfortable not being fun with it because it's like you know English wasn't the first language of most people yeah visiting and my show got way better and yeah. a lot of the co- physical comedy comes from that moment where yeah. I was like oh I'm not doing it and that's what's happened again with this five ball routine mm-hmm. it's just got way better to the point where on my last cruise I did that thing you know because I'm like if you've you know you put the ball back between the legs hmm. some if they just come and do it themselves now I'm not even asking them to do it because it, the vibe now in the show is that like they pick up the ball you know 80 percent of the time now they're coming over to put it back without mm. me asking yeah. and i'm like oh i don't need to ask like yeah. all the time it's been you a just funny, them, yeah. it's been a funny moment to say oh, i don't know how to put this or i don't know how to say this but could you put it back between my legs please and that would get a laugh and yeah. then i don't know if the woman's uncomfortable yeah and it was always a woman before because the, the men would have their turn later mm. And, I, and because I was juggling four balls, I couldn't really gauge it. And now I'm juggling four balls and them taking the initiative from putting it back between my legs is funnier because <laughs> then I can react to it, you know, yeah. like it's like the, the dynamic is different. And yeah. if they, uh, you know, and, and I said, oh, if you feel if you're not feeling comfortable or if they come and do it and I'm like, oh, I said, I, when I asked you to give it back, I didn't want it between my legs. I was, I just wanted you to hold it out for me or something, you know, is kind of what I say. Of course I want them to put it back. But then. But then, yeah, so one woman didn't, and I was like, oh, just put it here in front of me so I can feel it with my foot. And I did the whole thing where I go down, grab it between my legs, and stand up again. Now, it used to be that everybody after my show always asked me about the three ball and video routine. That was the thing that they'd ask me. Five or six people said Oh it was so great When you picked the ball Up from between your legs yeah. And I'm like Oh great Like this is something I have done in the show yeah. But actually practicing it You know it's weird to <laughs> yeah. say this Like practicing The audience participation routine yeah. So I can do it Without audience <laughs> there yeah. Made it so good That then when I did One of those bits That I'd actually practiced When I did one of these mm-hmm. Routines the, the bit with the neck That was the thing That people it Really connected with people And people were really Impressed with And I'm someone who's Doing like five club back crosses and seven rings <laughs> in my show or whatever. Yeah. Um you know, five knives at the end. But yeah, and they do it. Another thing is, my bags didn't turn up twice yes. now for these in the in, in two uh, gigs in a row, one of my bags didn't turn up. Yeah. One time my juggling stuff turned up but my all my clothes didn't. Yeah. So I didn't have my uh, suit with me. Yeah. Um, so I went out and bought some, you know, trousers and a shirt and stuff. Now that might be, I think that's now going to be my main costume for my second show. So in my first show, mm-hmm. I'm still going to wear the suit. Yeah. But in my second show, I'm doing this club juggling. And it's much easier to do my club juggling and the other energetic stuff that I do in the show. Mm-hmm. The brun finish. Way easier not wearing a suit and having like, you know, grip on my arms and yeah. so rings to spin around. So yeah. if I roll up the sleeves. And also I realized, oh... Luke Wilson performed in the same thing, sleeves rolled up. His, so yeah. that the club juggling kind of makes sense in that way as well. I'm like, oh, Luke, I've finally uh, come to the point where the reason why you wear uh, a shirt with the ro- with sleeves rolled up is so when you're doing the traps in the style of Luke Wilson, you get some grip on it and stuff. Yeah. So that's probably now going to be my costume for my second show is black trousers and a suit with the shirt with the with the things, a shirt with which, a sleeve rolled up yeah yep. also didn't have my hat on one of those things but yes. i ha- and i used my hat for one trick in my show which <clears throat> is the um, blind behind the back between the legs one diablo one-handed whip catch mm. and it's i use a top hat and i we got the top hat for the art of juggling routine mm-hmm. and other stuff I use it, it for looks one. trick. I use fun. it for one trick. It looks fantastic. It's in my promo shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't have it with me, but I did have the cap that I got at the EJC. The, yeah. the, that I got from, um, from Lena, and yeah. the other Mexican jugglers whose names I can't remember now. And it's got a juggling club on the front of it. And I was like, oh, I'll just use that cap in the show. You know what? Worked just as well. Yeah. Because uh, that was because I wasn't wearing a suit. I was wearing that. Of course. You know it, that it slightly more casual mm. stuff with the shirt with the sleeves rolled up. So it fitted with that. Mm. And it's and it looks good. And it's a juggling cap. It's got a juggling a th- club. Th- the club it, on it yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. it doesn't look like oh a random cap it looks like oh it looks like a, a prop or it looks like a costume because mm-hmm. it's juggling themed and it's gray and it you know it doesn't look too and i did it it was fine although it was a bit weird it, it, it worked slightly differently but generally it worked okay i'm thinking ah oh, maybe i don't have to take a top hat with me mm-hmm. for the entire i'm still going to but it's developing in in that way yeah uh, same thing with the uh with the roller bowler i haven't used it yeah. I, I took it with me in all these gigs at the start of the year and wasn't using it in my second show. First of all, because I wasn't allowed audience volunteers and mm-hmm. then not volunteers close enough. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I don't need the roller bowler in the show because I'm always now finishing off with the, the three, four, five knife juggling. The five knife juggling, five knives juggling finale. is so easy. Well, not easy. It's such an easy win yeah. for the for the for the skill and the storyline of the show that I want. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, if I do my second show now, I can just finish with the ping pong routine because that's Mm. always a fun, you know, the the fun end to the show. Yes. Where the the shape of the show makes sense to finish with that. Absolutely. Um, the build up and then the non four. I do the three ping pong bolts and yeah. then not the four. I knock them yeah, into the it's audience. Really great. And it's a fun moment. And it's sort of like, a, oh, oh listen, like <laughs> it's a little bit of a point, but it's like an interesting emotion to leave people with. And I did mm. that now. And I'm like, oh, I can just do that. Like, what's easier to take with me? A ping pong. You know, ten ping pong balls that I knock out. And into even the if
1: you don't take it with you, you can literally find that yeah. on the show And I've probably. Ne- and I have done that yes. now twice. Exactly.
0: When I needed yeah. them, and I'm like, oh, can I can have some ping pong balls. So I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna. Maybe I'm not gonna take the roller bowler. And now I'm like, if I don't take the roller bowler, why does my case have to be big enough for me to stand on my case? Yeah. You know, I still think it looks good enough that I want it on stage. I yes. think it's a really it's it's handy to have something that size and shape. Yes. But I did the show just with my suit with my you know travel suitcase <laughs> oh, yes. on stage. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, hey, my bag. Did didn't turn up so here's my suitcase you know and i made it made yeah. a part of it yeah Sum it out of the show
1: so yeah basically what it comes down to and that we can see so in so many times in so many ways restrictions mm. can make art better because once you and, and and some restrictions can be forced from the outside yes and some restrictions can be something that you put on yourself yes and it's kind of shaping it like it's like kind of like how you have a a stone and then you 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 shave off stuff yeah and then the end you you come up with you have a a jewel yeah the nugget yeah (laughs) and and that's basically what's happening you're simplifying stuff and you're working around with restrictions and even finding restrictions in your head or in your show yeah that you didn't even See, you could take off and still have the same result or a better result. Yeah.
0: So I think for me, the coronavirus aftermath is, Mm. if you want to say it now, is me rethinking my show, Mm. my main show, not even my second show. The Mm. the second show that I'm wanting to write or I am in the process of writing, Mm. me rethinking that makes it better, makes me more flexible, makes it less stressful for me to be on stage. Mm. The new rings that I've got, these cathedral juggling rings, Mm. take less effort to juggle. Yeah. I mean, I can't do the pancakes that I want to do on stage now because pancakes (laughs) they don't work as well with the you know the thick rings you can flip them in a way yes Uh, they behave different so five ring pancakes just not going in the show anymore got to concentrate more with the four ring but otherwise everything's easier to juggle Mm. and the 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 plastic is anyway it's so you know i've done this whole thing where i was complaining about the different rings and Mm -hmm. stuff but like uh yeah like i've just changed stuff in my show um also there's this thing i used to do where uh it is a stupid street show line which I probably didn't come up with. I don't know where I saw it, but at one point I say, "Oh, if you feel if you want to show any appreciation, this is a ring routine. Show any appreciation, please feel free to show your appreciation with claps and cheers and standing ovations and not walking out at the back." And I point to the back if, if someone's walking in or out. And uh, you know, there's some different lines that you can do at that point. I say, "Everyone boo at the person walking out." Ooh. Ooh. Everyone hiss. Everyone spit at the person walking out. And of course, that you can't do that now. You, you can't yeah. like joke about spitting on people when like. People are wearing face masks. Yeah. So I just say, everyone boo to the people walking in. They're like, boo. And then I'm like, all right, here's my show. I'm like, weird energy now. Normally I don't begin <laughs> my act with booing. Yeah. And people go, oh, yeah, the last thing we did was boo. And then they all cheer <laughs> to, to they me saying, oh, weird energy now. I don't normally begin they a routine with that. boos. Yeah. They go, oh, yeah, that is weird. And they start clapping and cheering. And then I'm like, music. Like, oh, let's go. And the music yeah. starts. And I'm starting that routine yeah. to claps and cheers Mm. by not doing the dumb line about Mm. spitting at people working out and just like trusting the audience and Mm. again it's such a weird thing to say like i'm rediscovering my shows in ways which Mm. like oh i'm knocking the microphone here which is Which I didn't expect to happen. I thought, oh, I can't do audience volunteer stuff. Mm. Like just being told that once was enough to like me to actually put work into that and go, oh, no, I I can be influencing this more than just having someone up on stage who's slightly incompetent and working Mm. with them. Mm. And, you know, I've worked out how uh, to make someone throw a ball and it hit me in the face. And also
1: for no reason they are incompetent. They're just not. They, yeah. They're just a normal person yeah. with no experience. But in now I can get someone on stage who
0: is competent just... and be like more entertaining. Yeah. And for the comedy to be not about how uncomfortable it is for someone to put a ball back between my legs, but for it to work at everybody's comfort level and still be fun and entertaining. And actually yeah. the thing that people remember from the mm-hmm. show and want to talk to me, talk mm-hmm. to me about it. Anyway, it's like from top to bottom, like the Diablo routine might change with the, you know, if I'm going to use a different hat or mm-hmm. how that's up. The three ball routine isn't changing that same as normal uh, but you know uh, but
1: you still but, have the, the the screen yeah, yeah the screen yeah
0: the five ball is changing the ring is is just because i went on the journey to get new rings which wasn't yeah. so much about lockdown but it's just a journey that i've been on with this new gatto trick yeah and then you know the finale is you know the, the the audience participation has changed the finale not really changed but like um i have swapped some stuff around there mm. um and uh yeah it's 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 great like it's i don't know I don't want to mm. say lockdown's been really good for me. No, because I was I wasn't a professional juggler for two. It didn't feel like I was a j- professional juggler for over for an, a span of more than 2 years. Yeah. But now that I've come back to it, I'm like, ah, this is what I'm passionate about. I'm mm. passionate about a show mm. that has been you know, mostly the same 15 years, mm-hmm. give or take a few bits and pieces here and there. Yeah. Ring routine instead of art of juggling and, you know, five knife juggling instead of juggling on a roller bowler. But like, like the shape of the show has been the same since 2007. Yeah. And i'm still passionate about it Mm. you know and all the stuff that i said on the last show about wanting a a new show like an extra show which again covered some of the same ground here but yeah like passionate about it in a way which is surprising to me but kind of isn't really surprising because that's like two years worth of non-show show show, the show didn't develop for two years and now it's all happening in the space of like three months or two months or pretty much september and october where i've been really busy
1: yeah and it's basically also because you have stepped away from the show for two years. Yeah. It's kind of like you're looking at it f- more from the outside now. Yeah. And uh, and I think that's, uh, that is, I think maybe some something that we can learn also for times when there isn't a big catastrophe happening yeah. around us, but just something that we just regularly do. Like I remember in, when I was uh, still in university, one of the, teaching um course exercises was to teach non-verbally yes and, and everybody's That's like, like, like thinking me doing like, my show without, yeah, exactly. without talking yeah. and and that kind of it's not meant to then from then on you just teach something without talking to your mm. students but by doing the exercise yeah you you recognize things that you normally wouldn't recognize because you would just talk over things yeah. or two things or even you would use the talking and then that would add complexity yeah, and even, you would
0: use a bit of jargon for no reason and yeah, then have to explain it exactly yeah. and
1: it becomes even more confusing so reducing something down to its its core and then it doesn't need Yuck. to stay like that uh, but then you can take the good things you learned from that experience and add it to yeah. to make it better again and i think that's kind of it's really rejuvenating in this in this sense that you had this forced break yeah And you were doubting your own profession and then you came back to it and then you rediscovered it and have then, you know, it's like...
0: Yeah, I wouldn't say I was doubting my own profession. It's more that I was unsure if it was gonna stay possible and then when that first gig came Mm. in i'm like yes i'm back and then there was like nothing for three months and then (laughs) another one i'm like yes i'm back and then there was nothing and then they're like oh no we're gonna book you up and i'm like oh yes that's it i I feel i feel like i'm back in there Yeah. yeah um yeah there is a bit of it it's it's you know just want to say it's to build on what you did it's sort of like the re-examining of stuff yeah it feels a bit like you know the the workshop that i do with like why does willie colombione do this it's like well he hasn't thought about why he's done that but anthony gatto did a similar hand motion so he's going to do that similar hand motion Mm -hmm. but like misunderstand what's going on there yeah um it feels a bit like that. I'd kind of got that way with my own show. It's like, well, why am I doing it this way? It's like, mm. well, this is how my show is, and I and it works. Yeah. So yeah. why wouldn't it? And it did work, you know, and it was good, it was yeah. fine. But just re-examining some of those moments, or some of those issues, or some of that energy, or some of those mm. decisions, I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, it doesn't have to be that way. Let's just try it a different way, and suddenly, oh, it's working, you know, it's yeah. it's, it's, it's clicking again in there.
1: And that's good because if you keep if you if you yourself you you, you do the show and then. You ask yourself why am i doing this oh because it always worked yeah and um, that's how it is and i think you're a worse artist if you then can't say but does it need to be that way yeah, yeah. and then you can change it without feeling like oh i'm letting something go or yeah. it's it's becoming a worse thing no it's gonna become a better thing when yeah. you then make sure that you can change stuff about it yeah it's good. I like that.
0: Anyway, that's kind of what I wanted to get to. We talked a little bit more about coronavirus at the start, but whatever. It's I think it's worth talking about our experience of this. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, what I wanted to touch on, actually, with the uh, coronavirus reflected in art... Mm. For me, this isn't coronavirus being reflected in my art, but it is a change of my show and my feeling about my Mm. show because of the lockdown and because of all of that. Yeah, And um, yeah, just from a writing point of view, I'd realized that this second show that I'm talking about Mm -hmm. hadn't mentioned it at all you know, like in in my writing of my second show, you know, that I mentioned on the previous podcast. I'm like, oh, you know, all these different ways in that we're discussing, like, oh, uh, can I be one of the greats? No, but I can do some of the tricks (laughs) that the greats did, you know, or um, Roger Federer retired. And, you know, how many Grand Slams did he, when I turned professional as a professional juggler, how many Grand Slams had Roger Federer won? Oh, he'd won one Grand Slam. And when when he retires, you know, or whatever it is now, and now he's won 20 Grand Slam, you know, uh, 19, actually, I don't know how many he's won, Um, but they're all very many grand slams and and it's always the thing like, oh yeah, no matter how much I feel like I've achieved in life, Roger Federer has always been a year younger than me. Mm. You know, I I had all these different framings for it. Mm. And I realized that all of my writing that I've done on this and all of these ideas of like what to talk about, Mm. I realized hadn't mentioned coronavirus at all. Mm. And And I think what I've talked about now might be another way into it or an extra, an extra thing, you Mm -hmm. know, maybe a chapter in the show Mm -hmm. as like, you know, if if the working title or the the framing is Luke is a middle aged juggler now, like this period, this two year period where I I wasn't a professional juggler anymore, maybe I just need to talk. Maybe I need to focus on, maybe I need to make part of the show about that. Okay. You know, like yeah. that, a midlife crisis comes along during a crisis. Mm. You know, what's your midlife crisis? Is it like some people, their midlife crisis is like, you know, buying a car mm. or taking up sailing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And for me, it might be going in the shed and, and spending a thousand, two thousand euros on a magnet machine. Mm you know is that an angle into that kind of thing Could i be. mean it isn't because i've been doing this like one day we'll do the show about my rotating room show <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you read that email that that i sent the uh the ironic sans email list thing about it anyway don't worry, don't worry about it um oh yeah
1: yeah yeah by um yeah.
0: if what's his name david david Fre- freeman yeah david freeman F- freeman freeman reads yeah either way anyway I, i'm just gonna say like there he's yeah. like hey did anything happen about that rotating room show? <laughs> you know which i was working on in like 2009 2010 mm. i was like mm, no again mm-hmm. logistically didn't work out and yeah. creatively wasn't fulfilling good, after good loads of other people did rotating room yeah. shows and art and movies and things either way um i'm just saying that like all of this stuff was in my show why isn't there something about coronavirus lockdown in there like shouldn't there be can I can I do juggling about that? I don't even know how I would do it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But uh, I don't want it to be like, oh, no, I'll put a face mask on and do something. No, it's not. it doesn't want to be that. But like, what vibe? Or like, can I address what it feels like to work on a lockdown project mm. and not know if you're going to be a professional juggler anymore? But at least I have this magnet juggling machine at the end <laughs> of it. I don't know. Again, I don't know what kind of feelings I want there, but there is art to be made about this. There is theatre to be made about this kind of stuff. So I just wanted to throw that out there. There as well as coronavirus you know the coronavirus aftermath show if this is coronavirus (laughs) aftermath the aftermath is Julian has got covid and isn't working this week and we've been struggling with busyness to to work on these projects and record podcasts and also aftermath is uh Luke is feeling good about being a professional juggler again and is working on (laughs) other projects you know and I don't want that to be like oh yeah it's great that coronavirus happened because Luke feels better on stage like no 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 (laughs) I, I wish I wasn't wearing face masks and I wish I'd have been working this entire time and traveling this entire time and life have been carried on like normal and we had that connection with berlin and we were seeing yep. friends this entire time but uh, you know silver linings mm. a mm. so that's it that's what i want to talk about do you have anything else to say about coronavirus because i'm not sure how many more coronavirus podcasts we've got on this
1: i think that's it comes it kind of came full circle with yeah. just me just getting it yeah and i really don't want to say i really don't want everybody to think like this this Framing that is out there. Everybody has to get it once. No, no, really. <laughs> if you haven't had it, keep going. It's so it's, much better t- not to have it. It's yeah. worth it. Just don't like not having a, an extra virus in your body is absolutely worth it. So keep going. I'm totally with you. If I wouldn't have had got it, I would have continued what I was doing to avoid getting it. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but I think yes, I think that might be the last. Um, bit that we talk about, unless it's now something else is going to happen or whatever in the world. But I think this is for us now. The
0: this is it. Yeah, is this life now? Yeah, Tr- still trying not to get coronavirus, but like living in the living in the world, the after times.
1: Yeah, That's and it.
0: I still don't know which which is lockdown two or which is lockdown three. I never. I, I don't even. Track of I don't even
1: them. like. Lots of people see it with lockdowns and one, two, three or whatever. I just see it as the pandemic. Yeah, because it, life has the, been this way. <laughs> it's not my life hasn't been about the lockdowns. Yeah. My life has been about we're living in a, in an era where we have a virus that nobody understands. Yeah. You can't see. It's a weird which I, I still think it's the worst thing ever. If if anybody out there can come up with a uh, a contraption yeah. to to make you see the virus, everybody mm-hmm. would it would be so much easier because people would just grasp it different. Anything you, you can't see it, it's just.
0: Yeah
1: transparent and you just get it and then yeah. you're ill so uh...
0: talking about living in weird times two things about russia someone sent me a message saying oh at the end of this statement about or this this you know this post about being inviting people to the you know end of year finals finite mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. i just said at the end um you know like it's for european jugglers you know it's whatever mm-hmm. uh And then I said, uh, this year, Russian jugglers aren't aren't being invited to, aren't, you know, I'm not sending invites to Russian jugglers for Mm -hmm. the end of year finals. And one person, uh, very, very respectfully, very thing said, oh, can you just explain your reasoning behind this? And I was like, I just can't be bothered to talk about it this is the easy way out like mm-hmm. i can't uh, i don't have the stress to put it with inviting a russian and then backlash against that and then yeah. backlash against that and backlash against that and then you know how oh, many i'm, backlashes so, I'm not even sure be? they
1: would get visas
0: now no no and that's the thing i can't be bothered with the travel can't be bothered yeah. with visas like not mm-hmm. even gonna go easier just to say it's just the easiest thing to say is like mm, not inviting russians and don't want to talk about it or like no, not even going to make a public statement about it except that mm-hmm. so it's more to do like if you go over and look at the rankings at the moment you'll mm-hmm. see that there's some people not from europe who yeah. are ranked in the top 10 don't like i'm not inviting the australians but also there's some russians who would easily make it to the especially into the into the women's tournament yeah and also in the in the open tournament um yes so not that and the other thing is i have a line in my show and i'm like when i was training at the moscow state circus school my juggling teacher told me that when you get to the end of routine always drop at least once to build the tension in the audience stupid line always gets a laugh and i can and it's obviously not true you yes. know or yeah. it's obviously much alike but i was like mm, i can't really say i was like do i want to say when i was training at the moscow state circus school just
1: saying the kiev
0: yeah well no i didn't want to say this So and mm. i just well ah fuck it london circus school when i was training at the london circus school which i don't even think there is one i no. mean uh, there certainly wasn't one when i was learning how to juggle i just yeah. say oh my juggling teacher sergey from uh, from the ukraine and i'm like oh i've just recast this fictional juggling teacher <laughs> to no longer be a russian juggling teacher and now be uh, and now be like from from yeah. from kiev Mm. and uh yeah so no i'm not i'm not gonna say i'm from the kiev circus school because that's actually a thing and that's that's a prestigious circus school Mm. but me as someone who's never been to circus school saying oh yeah when i went to when i was training at moscow state circus school and yeah anyway it's just one of those fun things that i was like oh i have an opportunity to rewrite some dumb jokes in my show Mm. where i tell people in obviously untrue ways yes so no it's actually more likely that i have been to circus school in in, in london in london but just maybe sergey doesn't exist because he never did exist it's just a yes. funny juggling name like a sergey Ignatov kind of name yeah or i just wanted a a, a russian name and sergey is that the classic one right that's it i just wanted to throw out some living in weird times oh things are happening like my show changed because of russia yes. <laughs> and uh and uh, Ukrainian etc etc etc. I don't want to go into that issue because I don't want to make statements about it. I just want to say statements could be made and I'm not making any statements about anything.
1: Yes. We do have opinions
0: no don't even want to say i have opinions because then people ask my opinions <laughs> literally that's what happened i said russians aren't invited and someone's like could you elaborate why and i'm like i will to you in a private email and to my patreon supporters but yeah. i'm not making any statements about literally anything just no. can't be bothered no. even if i, I think understand. it's the right thing and everyone who disagrees with me, i think they're wrong i just can't be bothered to make to do any oh we've got a delivery thank you very much to all the patient supporters um thanks a lot for listening and we'll catch you next time Goodbye. you go check the
1: door